Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey and welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast an adulting advice podcast production i'm danny sheriff and this is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly this podcast aims to educate inform and keep you motivated on your period and ha recovery track let's dive in And guys, please remember that I am not a doctor and nothing on this show should be taken as medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician. Hey guys, I just wanted to jump in and let you know that today, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, we have a live session happening called Exploring What Holds Us Back From Embracing Recovery. So my co-coach Ashley and I are hosting this live event and it's like a live journaling session. So you're going to come in, we're going to prompt you and dive into at least one of the big major things that's holding you back from fully embracing and enjoying this process, right? Because we all have something that's making this process feel kind of miserable. So in this session, you'll bring a pen and paper and you will 
answer the questions as we read them out live. And then if you're open to sharing, we're going to interact and you're going to get a taste for what it's like to see other girls going through exactly what you're going through. You're going to get clarity around the problem that you have at hand here, the huge main roadblock that's standing in your way. And in sixty in, in the 60-minute session, you're going to walk away feeling a lot more empowered and a lot more in control of your recovery and your whole situation. We love this session. We did it just a few months back. It went really well, so we're bringing it back this month. I really hope that you listen to this in time and you can make it. It's at 10.30 Central Time. That's like 4.30 p.m. London Time, 5.30 p.m. Germany, France, Italy, uh, middle of the night for Australia. So really sorry about that, guys. But hopefully you guys can make it. If you would like to have seen the replay and you miss it, just come and hit us up over at the HA podcast on Instagram. And I hope to see you guys there. Do you ever feel like this whole HA thing is extremely lonely? Well, that is because it can be, but it does not have to be. When I was going through HA, I spent ages and ages combing through the internet looking for information resources and just people who I could relate to about HA and it really slowed down my progress and made my progress take a while because I was having a hard time connecting the dots and trusting that I really needed to make changes and heal my reproductive health. I definitely wish this podcast existed back then but it did not and I honestly feel like well felt like sorry not feel like that I didn't even work out that much like I was not that small and like I didn't actually fit the bill for someone who quote unquote should have this type of problem. And after a few years of healing research and experiencing almost every single up and down that you could possibly experience, at least that's how it felt, it was clear to me um, that my next step to kind of give back and to change the just the challenges that are in our way with HA is to the time is to the time is here to create a space for women who are in this same boat a place for women to go to who are experiencing exactly what I experienced and so today that place is called the HA society and the idea for the HA society was to be more than just another Facebook group I wanted to create a place with actual interaction that has face-to-face calls, that has a one-on-one coaching for everyone inside if they need it, and a place where the experts and practitioners come to you, not the other way around, you Googling everything and, you know, listening to a million quadrillion different podcasts trying to find answers. I wanted somewhere where the answers are going to come to you. And with that, (laughs) the HA Society is open today. We actually open once a month on the new moon and only for a few days. So make sure that you get in quick before it closes. We close each month so that myself and co-coach Ashley can focus wholeheartedly on the group for the remaining three and a half weeks that the group is closed for. So make sure you don't miss your chance to come on in. And when when you join, you'll be greeted by yours truly. And you'll be able to start registering for upcoming events, all of which are included in your membership and all of the community calls. And you can dive into the replays of the past community calls, which is kind of like getting a whole bunch of extra podcast episodes to listen to. 
and you get to binge the early access episodes of the HA podcast that are not out yet as well. We also have a resource library that I started back in April and in there you'll find information about HA mindset and tutorials on things like fertility awareness tracking for HAs just to name a few we're always adding to it. So what you're waiting for? The HA Society is open right now and ready for you to dive into the content, chat one-on-one with me as much as you would like, and most of all, start making connections, feeling the support and the love, and getting back, getting that period back on track. Whether you're in HA right now, or you've had your first few periods and you want to get things optimized, this society, this group of women are for you and they're cheering you on the whole way. It's really, really amazing community in there. And I cannot wait for you to come on in and meet everyone and make some serious progress. So go to thehasociety.com to sign up or the link is here in the show notes and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey guys, Danny here to share with you a story. Years ago, I read a book called The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck by Sarah Knight. It was a play on like the Marie Kondo book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And the premise of the book is to stop caring about bullshit that doesn't matter. There's a lot of these books, these types of books now. So at the beginning of reading it, I was about 23 and I was like interested in the book. I kind of went seeking out that kind of personal development, but I wasn't quite ready to fully commit to that train of thought. I was under the impression that I could, I could possibly still achieve the perfection that this author was obviously burdened by and like eventually unable to keep up with. At that time, I was so deep into weightlifting, wanting desperately to improve and become an awesome, admirable, and super cool athlete. I wanted to do all that sexy stuff that athletes do in the montages of the movies and the YouTube videos. There was a particular line in the book that I no longer actually know word for word, but it went along the lines of like, you could spend all of your energy for years and years completely dedicated to training in order to jump one eighth of an inch further than your competitor. And the reference was like Olympians training in the long jump, but I immediately swapped that to lifting one kilogram heavier than your competitor in weightlifting. And I totally snubbed that thought. I thought, fuck this bitch. She obviously doesn't know what it's like to be a dedicated athlete. I stopped reading the book about halfway through and went back to caring an immense amount about all of my achievements. At that time, I had hypothalamic amenorrhea and did not have a period in my body. I was not menstruating and I had had, and I ended up having it for like a while longer after that. I was 23 at the time. I'm 28 now. And I only got my period back at like, um, really now when when I was 28. So that statement, it's stuck in my head and like, you don't have an instant life altering change of perspective that many times in your life, but you do have a lot of like slow dripped long time learned lessons that accumulate and over time especially as I went through my journey with HA I thought about that book every now and then and at first it really irked me but now it's such a satisfying line to read it made me think what am I really doing all of this hard work for why am I grinding 
so much to perfect the snatch and the cleaner joke. When I was a kid, I was really creative. I drew a lot and I played with dolls until I was way too old. In high school, I learned about HTML, PHP coding. I built websites from scratch. Like there was no website builder back then, guys. We weren't using Squarespace and Wix. You had a file transfer system. You coded stuff using, well, I did code stuff using Notepad on my computer and uploaded it. We're talking old school. And I would write like blogs about my dolls and shit. So then I learned how to do Photoshop and make graphics so that I could better design how the website looked. And that because of that, I got into photography because I wanted to have my own images to make my own graphics for my own website. And because of all of it, you know, I, I let it become this big ecosystem of creativity and like each passion fed into the other passion. And I did that for years and I was obsessed. It was such an amazing creative outlet for me. And somewhere around 15 He's he's the next story. Somewhere around 15, this 30-year-old woman, she was like, at least when I was 15, she felt 30. I'm pretty sure she was like 30. She was a PHP coder, uh, like professionally, went to school for it, did it for a job. And she actually wrote like a weird review. She had this thing where she would review people's blog websites and like in a satire, like mean way. I don't know if it's still a thing, but back then on the internet, like, mean reviews for humor was a thing and she was really mean about my about what I was doing and it actually really crushed me and it made me quit made me go offline which you could imagine at that age so I have actually since reached out to her and I've tried to mend that wound for myself from over a decade ago that I've carried this whole time and it's fine now, but at the time it made me stop what I was doing. I decided I needed to spend more time gaining life experience and perfecting what it is that I want to do before I dare show my face at it and say that this is something that I can do. I need that 10,000 hours before I'm allowed to come back into this creative sphere and build a shitty website. So I moved on and did mostly like nothing. I took photos for a while. um, And it was, it was really like until I found fitness. So I went to the store, store number three. Then I went to the department shop with my mom and I saw myself at a terrible angle in a change room in Myers, which is a department store in Australia. Then I realized that I needed to be the best at fitness. So see myself, don't like my body, go to change it. And now not only do I need to change it, but I need to become an athlete. And eventually this became my identity. And I was pretty rubbish at being an athlete because, I mean, as you heard prior, I spent most of my time sitting on a computer or playing with dolls. So because I was bad at it, um, I thought that was a good thing because doing things that are hard and perfecting them And being one of the best at them after all of that, you know, struggle is what makes a great autobiography. So I did that noble thing and I spent a lot of years working hard at something that I liked, but I wasn't amazing at. And I spent a lot of emotional energy pouring over how bad I was at it until I was finally okay at it. Um, At sometime last year, In the midst of my HA denial, I really backed off weightlifting, like stopped the whole thing, no snatching, no clean and jerking, nothing. I was pretty bored 
doing that. And I, I basically, like a lot of people encouraged me to do creative things, relaxing things, which when you are like a type A perfectionist person who's had HA forever, you do not associate with creativity and relaxation. It's like cause for an eye roll straight at that person. Um, and it's really hard for me, yeah, for me to do that when I've spent my whole life feeling like creativity now, not my whole life, but my whole adult life, feeling like creativity was actually a mammoth waste of my time. But here I am today. I'm podcasting to you imperf- in- ugh, imperfectly, see? <laughs> I'm making YouTube videos that are tragic with like just my iPhone and I'm drawing pictures and charging money for them acting like I've been doing this all of my life but literally I started drawing again in August last year so here's the thing I have loved every second of not weightlifting because I sucked and making stuff online I'm I'm better at that having HA has actually freed me from the chains of having to be so goddamn athletic, it really helped me be creative and start a business and have real conversations with you. If being a high-level athlete is what you are meant to do, okay, so you might be listening to me and you're like, I just don't resonate. I, I see what you're saying. Everyone's telling me to stop exercising and I can't do that. And I've been there and I have so much compassion for you and you can take your time. You do not have to change anything right now that you're not ready to change no one's forcing you but I want you to know that if being a high level athlete is what you are meant to do that will be there for you after you've recovered from HA when all is said and done it will still be there if that is what is your calling just need some water hang on okay if it's not there for you if sports, athletics, working out isn't there for you when you finished with HA, that's because you have become too distracted by everything else that you discovered along the way. And you actually will not care when you realize it's not there waiting for you anymore. I gained so much from that time in athletics. The habit of moving my body regularly is a great thing. And I'm glad that that like muscle memory of like going outside and moving my body in some kind of way is habitual for me now, thanks to all that time in athletics. But I no longer have to do it obsessively for three hours a day anymore. I don't have to feel my body constantly to perform, which was a stressful thing to do. And I don't have to spend my off days on the couch because I'm so tired. I have more energy now. So my question for you is, if you were able to stop being afraid of giving up your high-intensity workouts or athletics. What might you gain from getting all of that time back? What have you maybe lost sight of? What enjoyment are you actively not seeing because you have your blinders on and you're unable to see what's right in front of you, calling you to do something bigger and better? And again, if you're meant to be an athlete, then great. That will be there for you when you get back. So maybe, just maybe, you can take a break just to get your period back. 
Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.